Oh God, illumine our minds by the power of your Holy Spirit so that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, our eyes may see your kingdom, our ears may hear the call of Jesus and our hearts may know the joy of your salvation. Amen. Well, John's first letter focuses on three things. Believing, belonging, and behaving. And today's passage again deals with all three. Listen now for the word of God from 1 John 5, the first six or eight verses. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God and everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God conquers the world and this is the victory that conquers our the world our faith who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that jesus is the son of god this is the one who came by water and blood jesus christ not with water only but with water and the blood and the spirit is the one that testifies for the spirit is the truth there are three that testify, the spirit and the water and the blood. These three agree. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Oh Lord, may the words of my mouth and may all our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Is your faith, is your faith part of the victory that conquers the world? Well, first let me tell you a story. There was a maker of athletic shoes and other sportswear, and they, they needed a name. And they adopted the same Greek word that John's first letter called our faith. John said, the victory that conquers the world. Well, here's what happened. In 1964 or so, Phil Knight and the University of Oregon's head track coach, Bill Bowerman, they founded what they called the Blue Ribbon Sports Company. They were the United States distributor of running shoes made by a Japanese company, Onitsuka Tiger which is now called ASICS. I think you can buy them at lots of stores still. ASICS. Well then, seven years later, 1971, Blue Ribbon Sports started making their own shoes. So they wanted to change their name and have their own name. They considered different ones. They thought about something called Dimension Six. Well, there was a singing group in those days called Fifth Dimension, you know, up, up and away. You may have heard it. Well, he was the only one that liked that idea. And then they considered Bingle, because after all, they were going to compete with another shoe company called Puma. <laughs> and then they thought about Peregrine. Well, that's a type of falcon, and so 
nobody that they said that sounded like a you know a brand for water or something <laughs> well in the end the moment came to a point where they just you had to make a decision you just you can't debate it anymore you've got to make a decision because you see shoe boxes were being made and they needed to put a name of the company on them so they had that 9 a.m. deadline the next day. Well, according to the magazine Runner's World, Jeff Johnson, the company's very first employee, who was he was running the company's East Coast factory in New Hampshire. He came up with another idea. You see, he had read one of those in-flight magazines they have on the planes and and he'd read about how some of the great names, brand names like Kleenex and Xerox, they had no more than two syllables and they had at least one exotic kind of letter like Z or X or K. So Jeff Johnson got him to change the name of the company from Blue Ribbon Sports to the Greek word for victory. Nike. <laughs> well, by the way, that famous swoosh logo was designed by, not a professional designer, it was designed by a student at one of the community colleges there, Carolyn Davidson. You know what she was paid to do that swoosh that you see on everything? Why, it's on the socks I'm wearing today. <laughs> $35, $35. Well, they also gave her 500 shares of the Nike company. Now, the last time we had figures on that was four years ago, and you know what that 500 shares was worth? Half a million dollars, so she did all right. <laughs> well, I tell that Nike company story for this reason. Not once or twice, but four times in two of the verses we just read, that Greek word Nike is used for conquering, for victory. For whatever is born of God conquers the world, and this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers, that's four times, conquers the world, but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? And by the way, if you look at the Greek part of our meditation in today's bulletin, you'll see a couple of the forms of that word Nike in there. I think most people in America thought that was a Japanese name or something. No, it's Greek. What John calls for believing, that is confessing that Jesus has come in the flesh as a human being, he calls for belonging, that is loving one another. He's real blunt about it. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters, he says they're liars. For those who do not love a brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Well, the verses we read from the fifth chapter of 1 John deal with believing and behaving. The first verse says, if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, then you've been born of God. And if you love God, you love God's Son, Jesus. And then the second verse says, if we love God, We'll keep God's commandments. And verse 3 assures us that those commandments, they're not burdensome. Well, why not? The writer Ron, Ron Allen has said, 
We don't appease God by obeying his commandments. God enables us, graciously enables us to love one another and so to please God. Christ abiding in us, that's what enables us to keep those commandments, to abide in Christ and in each other. Remember, Jesus said, Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me. I, uh, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden <coughs> is light. Well, remember that John mentions just two commandments, to believe and to love. That is, to believe in Jesus Christ and to love God and God's children. Now, I know, wait, you may say, love God and love God's children. Aren't those two different commandments? Well, no, because you really can't separate the love that believers have for God from the love that we have for each other. Because both forms of love come from God, from God's gracious gift to us through Jesus. The fourth verse explains that whatever is born of God conquers the world. This is the victory that conquers our world, our faith. Well, from movies and TV shows, you can get the idea that conquering the world involves action heroes, nuclear weapons, laser, death lasers, and destruction, and really loud, high-volume battles. At least that's what I hear about all those Marvel movies. <laughs> but Jesus was not some military leader, some larger-than-life action hero. He did not conquer the world with violent power. He conquered the way of the world with divine love. He loved us enough to lay down his life for us. He loved us. And he showed us how life is to be lived. And he told us to love God and love God's children. Now, in the 16th chapter of John's Gospel, Jesus told the disciples about he would return. He was going to be returning to his Father, and he warned the disciples, in the world you face persecution. But take courage. Jesus said, I have conquered the world. Well, did you notice that one of the verses we read, the sixth one says, that Jesus is the one who came by water and blood, not just with water, but with water and the blood. So what's all that mean? Well, some have speculated that the part that makes most sense is that Jesus was baptized with water in the River Jordan by John the Baptist, and his blood was shed when he was crucified, and that Jesus has testified testified to by the Holy Spirit, who is the truth. Well, the Apostle Paul also asked and answered a Nike question in the last verses of the 8th chapter of Romans, where he wrote, Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. If you look it up online, you can look it up in Greek, and it says, Hyper Nike. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us.
For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. First John tells us to believe, belong, and behave. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Belong by loving God and loving God's children and behave by following God's commandments. Well, as the good folks at Nike would say, just do it. <laughs> Thanks be to God. Beloved, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, let us press on toward the goal of being disciples of Jesus Christ. So now may the grace of God the Father bless you with peace. May the love of Jesus Christ sustain you in joy. And may the power of the Holy Spirit fill you with hope and with gratitude today and forevermore. Amen.